You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, Brian... It's just the two of us now. <laughs> like, what? Your husband's not here. My husband's not here. She's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, stop loving you because the Bible says that, yeah, that exactly. it's evil and it's bad? It's like, no, you're my son. She's like, I would never do that. That's what you hope any boy or girl that is going to come out to their parents hopes for. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Who's Your Daddy podcast hosted by Yours truly, not a dad, but today we are actually interviewing a dad, and I think that's kind of fun, isn't it, Michael? It's so fun. <laughs> this trading of the microphone. <laughs> no, we also, we're poor. We have two microphones. We are sharing microphones today, so I think that's going to be kind of fun. Michael and I get a share, which is great, you know? It's working flawlessly, as you can see. Okay, who are we talking to today, Michael? We're talking to our friend Brian. Uh, Brian lives in San Diego. He has two beautiful twin babies, a boy and a girl, London and Brecken. Um, you probably listened to him on our last season, and he's here again today in person. We love that. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Brian. So glad to be back. It's, As it should be, too. I'm the only one that's come in person. So, I know. You know. <laughs> it's Brian from Brian and Chris, Michael. They are known on TikTok and Instagram and all of the places online. <laughs> so that is a big deal. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, he's our friend. <laughs> I know, but we got to introduce int you as a friend. Sure. I, I didn't. I was no, I love that. Today. Well, last time we had you on the podcast, we talked a lot about your surrogacy journey. Mm -hmm. And this time we're going to be opening it up a little bit more. I want to hear more about your and Chris's love story. I want to hear a little bit about your coming out story. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. dear. Lots to unpack. And, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I also want to hear about how things have been going. It's been almost a year since we talked to you on the podcast. Well, I guess like eight months, but, you know, who's counting? Oh, and I think we actually have a Q&A, too. A little Q&A with your audience. Mm -hmm. <gasps> hopefully. Hopefully. We just put that up on Instagram stories, so we'll see if anybody <laughs> responds. Put some, put some questions respond. up there. I'm sure we got some great <laughs> questions on there. I think yeah. that'll be really fun. And if not, we'll make them up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the topics for today. It's going to be great. Let's start with a little intro from you. Tell us who you are. Um, tell us when you came out. Ages ago. No. So I'm I'm Brian with Brian and Chris. I am a father and a husband. Um, we have two beautiful children, twins, uh, via surrogacy, who were almost two years old, you guys. Mm -hmm. Two years mm -hmm. old. Time has flown. 
yeah like crazy it's it's uh, i don't even know where the time has gone honestly um, though i'm not even their dad but i feel like the time has gone by fast <laughs> <laughs> well because the last time i was here was april of last year so the twins had just turned one so a lot obviously has happened from then till now and like i said it's a, there's a lot to unpack so what do you want to know okay let's start from the beginning sure the very beginning your beginnings as a young gay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I knew I didn't like girls and I liked boys when I was very, very young. I want to say. How young? Oh, like second grade. How old are what What age group is that? Second grade. Elementary school. Mm, like eight years. Old. Eight, eight years old. Nine years old. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, I knew I liked boys when I was in school. Again, at that age, you don't really know exactly what that means. It's just like. I think you're you're fun and you're mm-hmm. cute and whatever. Um, and then I actually didn't start dating until um, obviously after I came out, which was when I turned. Oh, God, 19. Mm. So like ages ago, almost 20 years ago, um, not by choice, but I'm glad that I came out when, when or I'm glad that my coming out happened when it did, just because it brought me closer with my family learning to accept me um, even more just because I grew up in a religious household and, um, you know, obviously trying to figure out what all that meant specifically. And once I realized that within the community of, you know, of of our church and whatnot, that it's not okay, trying to pray the gay way and trying to, you know, really distract from it and realizing it's not something that can just be gone or or be removed. Yeah. It's something that I was, born with and something that I had learned to accept. Um, but as far as the story of my, of my coming out, <laughs> pretty embarrassing. Um, as all teens, I'm sure, or not all, I wouldn't say all, sorry, I won't speak for everyone. As some teens, um, you know, they experience the need to watch certain media, m- media <laughs> online. He's like online videos, online like videos, YouTube videos. I love YouTube. Uh, I don't know if YouTube existed back then. When did YouTube, <laughs> Back in like 20, 2003. Tell me more about these videos. Um, well, it was back in the day of like uh, speed dial, dial up. There was no Wi-Fi. So it took a long time to browse the internet browse in general. said media. Um, and then to download said media <laughs> um, to then come back and watch it. <laughs> Is this LimeWire? No. Where were you? Wrong download- type of media. Oh my God. I'm- um. I don't want to like plug any of the websites. No, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, they probably don't exist anymore anyway. Some of them probably do, but I don't know. I don't really look at that stuff that much. I think anymore. I know what we're talking about though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of, I've caught before, on at this Before point. the days of John Cody and all that other stuff, you know, like that, that didn't exist. It was other things. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> not plugging Sean Cody, but like that was like the notorious one in college where I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God, Sean Cody. Uh, yeah, it's I know. everything. And Orban Fisher and all that stuff. I it's don't know if you're such familiar with those, a, but. such a mood. It's just like a thing, like a theme. Gay for pay, I think it was, right? Oh my God. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but I'm thinking of like <laughs> the, the college frat, like. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, it had that kind of vibe, the jock and all that other kind of stuff it was awkward. But anyway, so so so, dial up usually would be you know on on my parents' computer in the office later at night when everyone would go to bed. I would surf the internet. Oh, wow, I yeah. think I've said that. I mean, forever. yeah, yeah, surf the internet. I remember this. I did this too. Oh, God, yes. and I remember like going on the the websites and just be kind of like a little like in shock, but also very much entertained. One day it was during summer school. So, not summer school. It was during summer vacation. I was up late and I chose a movie or a, a, a piece of media that I wanted to watch. 
and it took like 20 minutes to download because again, it's dial up and super, super slow times. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn off the monitor, leave the computer on. And I'm going to go to my room because I'm like, I don't want to sit here for 20 minutes. It's boring. And I'll just wait. And I fell asleep. Into the morning. Into the morning. <laughs> yep. And I fell asleep until like, I mean, it was summer. So I got to sleep oh, in. No. Mom and dad didn't wake me up or anything, nothing like that. So when I woke up, I was like in a panic. I literally was like, oh, it's the morning. <gasps> oh my God, it's the morning. I fell asleep, you know? And so then I like jump out of bed, run down the hall, run into the office. And I'm like moving the mouse. Because back then when you leave the computer on for so long, it's all that static sound. Do you remember that? The little tss- when the computer would be left on long enough. Um, like it was sizzling. It was sizzling, exactly. With shame. Like it sounded like, like <laughs> static. Um, and I'm like moving it and it's not turning on and I'm like, computer's off. I'm like, oh, strange. No. Like a computer doesn't turn off on itself, does it? And I was thinking, maybe it did. I don't know. So then um, I keep it to myself, but I'm panicking. And so, I'm, of course, I'm so stressed about my parents coming home that day. Mm-hmm. Not a peep. Not a word to me. Like, everything was fine. We all had dinner. Whatever. A couple weeks go by. I come home from my current job, which was at Pier 1 Imports. I like to say that because that's where I was working. I had my blue apron on. I smelled like candles because that's just what you smelled like when you got home. And my dad was home. Uh, my mom was not home from work yet. But my dad was home. He was watching golf. I remember it, like, vividly. He was in his cream So he was mail. watching his program. He was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. His program, which was rated G. <laughs> G for but golf. G for golf. G for golf. Uh, he was in his cream recliner holding a Budweiser in his lap. I remember it. And he was watching TV and I walked in. I was like, hey, dad. And he's like, hey. And as I'm starting to walk out of the kitchen to go down the hall towards my room, he goes, hey, hey, hey. And, I, and I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, hey, when you have a second, we need to talk. <sighs> and I instantly was just like. <gasps> audible gasp. Yeah. Audible just gasp. like right into my stomach. I'm like, okay, trying to keep my cool. Did you audibly gasp? Because I think I would if my dad had said mm, that to me I after that did day. After I left the space. That's I started hyperventilating. <laughs> oh, my no. sister knew that I was gay and she's three years younger. So she was probably 16 at the time when this happened. And I run into her room and I'm like, they know, they know dad wants to talk, you know? And because I, I think I might have told her like what had happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's fine if they would have found out. Like, and they hated it. They, they would have woken your ass. Oh, oh, you can cuss, yeah. They would have woken your ass up, and they would there would have been a conversation right then and there. She's like, it 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 should be okay. So like, just breathe, you know, gather yourself. Again, this is my sixteen year old sister who's like pep talking me through the whole thing, and she's like, it's okay, breathe. She gave me a hug. I like wiped the tears away, waited for like the redness of my eyes to go away, and then I walked into the living room Mm -hmm. and was like, here we go. I sat down on the couch. I look at dad. I'm like, okay, so you wanted to talk, (laughs) and. His like feet are still up on the recliner. He like mutes the golf, and the recliner just slowly Terrifying. turns in my direction. Terrifying. Um, and he's like, "So," and I'm literally looking at him like, "Uh huh." Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "So you like boys?" <laughs> like it as a question, and I was like, "Huh?" And I at first wanted to lie and be like, "No," and I was like, "You know what, Brian?" I was like, "Mm." They've caught you. Right. They know <laughs> just, where this is going. Just be honest. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I, I do. I like boys. And he's like, like a lot? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I was trying not to laugh, but I was like, yeah, a lot. And he's like, okay, fine. And I was like, that's it? That's it? And, um, and I thought the conversation was over. I'm like, great. And he's like, and as I get up, he's like, no, no. He's like, you need to apologize to your mother. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And he's like, she's the one who found said media on the computer. Yes. 
I love hmm. that we've said media. <laughs> and um, it, you know, he's like, you know, he, he, he pretty much walked me through the whole thing. I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to look at that kind of stuff on our computers. If you want to do that, get your own computer, do it on your own time, but you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm really, really, really sorry. Um, so we had that quick talk and then it was done. And then I pretty much waited for my mom to get home. And I was like on the couch and I was like so nervous because I wanted to know her perspective and how she felt because she and I were closer growing mm. up than my than my dad and I. We didn't have a an estranged relationship by any means, but we were, I was just closer to my mom. Right. Yeah. No, and she walked that. in. And I was like, hi, mom. And he's like, hi. I was like, hey, like, I know you just got home. But like when you when you're settled, like, can we talk? And she she knew. Um, and we sat down and had like a conversation for about an hour and both cried and <laughs> and she was describing like how she what she found on the computer because when she got ready for work that morning she's like oh, damn it, you're like mom the- i'm well aware I, mm-hmm. I hit the download button yeah yeah she's just like god damn it one of the kids like left the the computer on because again when you leave it on for a long time it just makes it just all makes that, that static noise yeah. and so of course she goes in she rubs the mouse she has to like log back onto the little screen and as she hit enter Again, back in the dial-up days, it was on for Sean Cody. hours. No. <laughs> there was like not just the video, but like all the pop-up ads. And oh, everything is just penises God. everywhere, or, or really inappropriate this stuff. This is like really like <laughs> textbook. Oh my God! Like your parents find porn on your computer. Yes, and and she's like, and she was so like, oh, like she's trying to use the mouse to find like the X buttons, and I'm like, why don't you just unplug the computer? And she's like, it just didn't occur. There was like so many windows, I had to close, 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 close. And she's like, I had never seen that many that many penises ever in my entire life. <laughs> um, and and ultimately, the conversation turned to like, I just want you to be safe because again, I didn't really, I wasn't really educated about HIV and AIDS back then yet, and my mom did not grow up or have any gay um, gay or lesbian friends either. And so she's like, I just don't want you to get HIV or, or, or AIDS. And because that's like, you know, their biggest concern, because that was like a stereotypical yeah, thing definitely. of saying like, oh, you're gay, Actually, you're going to get AIDS. I think that's interesting because my mom, I had sort of like a similar just like quip or like comment, you know, of like, well, we just want you to be safe. And I was but and that's all she said, but I knew what she meant. Mm-hmm. So, no, but yeah, not- they grew up a, a, during that time where yeah. they probably knew people. Yeah. So, yeah, well, especially with the, with the whole AIDS um Pandemic and everything and yeah stuff. so yeah. like mm-hmm. wow. um and so yeah we had the conversation um we hugged and we cried and from there it just was like this huge relief and also again like i mentioned earlier that i was from a religious household and she's like what am i supposed to do like stop loving you because the bible says that yeah that exactly it's, it's evil and it's bad it's like no you're my son she's like i would never do that you know and i i had actually had asked her i was like when did you know like did you know that i was and she's like oh She's like, like, yeah, she's like, obviously, I always hope that maybe it wasn't, you know, because she doesn't want, no parent wants their child to go through hardship and, and, you know, things that we've gone through, you know, prior to coming out. She's like, Brian, you come home smelling like candles. Candles. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I knew. Yeah. Um, No, she's like, no, I knew since you were very little, even earlier, she thinks, she thought prior to when I realized it. She's like, don't you like, remember, like, that's why I dressed you up in like hot pink and hot green colors. And I was like. Cause that's cause you think that's what gay, the bit little gay boys would want to wear. But yeah, I do remember that. I, it was like the LA gecko brand. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a, a green gecko with like pink mm. sunglasses. Oh my on God. It I love those shirts. Like all the tie dye blue. Like I had she dressed me up too. and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I had to laugh. I'm like, mom, you're so sweet. But she's like any mother who is present and is, you know, open and, and, and aware of their, of, of their kids and, and what they're going through not 100%, but to some extent, she's like, they have to know. Like, these mothers and 
parents that say, I had no clue. And she's like, how can you not? Like, you're the mom of this child. You are connected to them biologically. You carried them for nine months. You've raised them. Like, you know all of the ins and outs. Um, And I'm sure there are exceptions. But, I mean, she was just like, I'm I'm your mother. Like, like, I just, I had a feeling, you know. Honestly, this is like, I mean, it's just so amazing that your parents were so loving and accepting even amongst a religious household i was so scared yeah so scared terrifying uh i mean because my whole my mom's side of the family is still uber religious and there are people on um that side of the family that i don't communicate with i have no ill will or anything but it would be just they know that what i that i'm that i'm homosexual and that i'm married to a man and i have my own family and i don't need that in my life and i and i'm sure they don't need that me in their life so it's fine um, but it was, it was hard cause, um, growing up in, within our Christian household and going to church and all that stuff, it was just kind of like, uh, are, am I going to get disowned? Are they going to mm-hmm. kick me out? Are they going to make me go, go away? Am I going to have to go? What is it? The whole, um, the camp where they try and like, you know, get the gay out of you. What is that called? I'm like blanking on it. What is oh, it conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to make me go to conversion therapy, mm-hmm. uh, possibly, um, but I'm so glad that none of that happened and I could continue to live my life and learn more about myself and ex- learn to accept myself. And I had them there to support me. It wasn't all like gung ho right in the beginning. We're here for you for all of it. Like it was, it was slowly, but surely with them, yeah. but I still had that love and that support. Were you raised support. like Catholic? You said Catholic, Christ, uh, right? Christ, Christian. Non-denominational. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Was it like very like evangelical or was it sort of like, you know how some of them are just like very involved. They're just like, like how involved were you in church? I guess growing up pretty involved. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. like I went on. Matthew was like very involved. I was sort of like, we went to church in the beginning. You know, but in the I beginning, wasn't growing like, up, it was more just going to church, like on Sundays, and that was it. Okay. And then as we got older, we got more involved. I, I, I would not say that I'm a great singer, but I can, I can carry a tune. I eventually got into the worship team because I love to sing. So that I thought that was part of my way of spreading you know the faith mm-hmm. um doing mexico mission trips and helping you know schools build classrooms or you know paint houses and be with the kids i loved that part of it not necessarily spreading the gospel but more like just being there for these kids and these families who are super super you know unhealthy and, and poor and just you want to bring them joy and, th- and smiles during yeah. those few days that you're there um and then eventually as i got older went into small groups and things like that but when i left for college um, I wasn't done with the church by any means, but I still felt like I was accepted a little bit, but also only to maybe their face. But then when I wasn't there, some people were, you know, you, you could tell that they were like talking behind right. my back or mm. whatever. It was more like that face value, um, yeah. which kind of hurt. Um, but then there were some people who were like, we don't care. Like we are here to, to be there for you and support you and love you. Are, are we going to go to a gay club with you? No. <laughs> But like no judgment and none, none yeah, of that stuff. That's good. Um, you got a good mix. Yeah, and then um, I don't know. Like I still, I still consider myself um, a Christian and that I have my own faith. But I, I, I really don't participate in church mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, I would love one day to find. Oh my god! A church I would that love is, to find one because mm-hmm. I mean that was such a big part of my life too growing up. Yeah. And I miss that community. Yeah, at def- some point. Yeah, to you find know? that community that's completely accepting. Um, where it feels good and you're not having to walk on eggshells and you know, you don't have to come by mm-hmm. yourself or that if you, if, if Chris were to come with me, we don't have to sit 
separately or you know those or not walk just, with our just kids like together you, i'm sure you've had good experiences in the church and a community that's been supportive and mm-hmm. accepting and mm-hmm. i have too in some cases and i remember like going to a couple different churches in seattle that were super accepting and loving and yeah. like yeah and 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 going to those places and having a good community there was just a really nice thing a good mm-hmm. support to mm-hmm. have in life Mm-hmm. Yeah, when hard things happen, you had this group and they were very supportive. So Absolutely. I appreciated at least the community aspect of church. Mm-hmm. Um, no, your story, what I love about it, it. Okay, so have you seen the movie uh, Love, Simon? Yes. Okay. I was like, yes, that's with Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, love, bless. Love her. Bless. Um, it reminds me of that scene, Jennifer Garner and in, in the coming out oh, and that cry. mother-son mm-hmm. talk. And that mm-hmm. I know I cried when I saw it the first oh. time. But it, that's what it reminds me of. And it was just this very sweet moment mm-hmm. where the walls come down and you're just fully honest and yeah. the mother hears it and, and she's just like, yes, I love you. I'm here for you. I know. That's what you hope any boy or girl that is going to come out to their parents hopes for, you know, and that's what they, totally. but you, that's what should happen. Again, you're, you're, their, you're their parent, you're their mother, you're their father, you're supposed to love them unconditionally. You know, me being gay is just a part of me. It's not everything about right. me, you know. And we love that part. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do. I love it. And embrace it. <laughs> um, no, what I love about this is that, like, the first few episodes of this season, we really dove into Michael's and my coming out stories, and then my whole college experience in the closet and coming out then and what happened. And, you know, I went to school at a Christian university and just kind of like those dynamics. So I love starting your podcast episode with your coming out story because it's kind of like a continuation of this narrative mm-hmm. of you know we are lgbtq plus people we started our lives in the closet in some way or another and we came to a point where we came out and then we found love and then mm-hmm. we started families and you know mm-hmm. we're on that journey so i just love hearing that beginning all right before we hit the next topic um michael has to leave because <laughs> of some wonderful planning things this is just one of those things where you know we we mess up well Sure. <laughs> I don't get to have five days a week where I can plan my appointments. So I had to take the only available appointment they had left. And that was at 2.15 today. So it's a colonoscopy. Yeah, right. No, it's a chiropractor. But but I love it. You know, so, we pros and cons. So pros and cons. I would like to um, refer to our... Isn't there an episode where we, we talk about our pet peeves? Mm-hmm. The pet peeves. This has been on the calendar for weeks. <laughs> I know, but it was going to be at 2.30, and then you called me today, and you, or you texted me today, and you're like, oh, it's actually at 2.15, and I'm going to the gym. It's been on our calendar at 2.15. Who checks the calendar? Okay, so I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Brian, um, it's just the two of us now. <laughs> like, what? Your husband's not here. My husband's not here. We are going deep. <laughs> We're going to tell some secrets, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Deepest, darkest secrets. We just talk about our husbands. This is going to be great. They won't know until the podcast comes out, so it's fine. Yeah, so like the coming out story, that was a warm-up. We got some more information there. Uh-huh. Now we're going to get to the main course. The main course. So that was just the appetizer. Okay. Yes. And the dessert. <laughs> and the dessert, Which yes. is the Q&A. Okay, so you talked about how you and Chris met in the first episode that we did with you mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. season. Yes. And um, I just want to know, like, were there any... <laughs> I want to hear the tea on you and Chris getting together at the beginning. Like, were there some embarrassing moments? Were there some funny things that happened? Like, what was the first date like? Uh, well, I was, I was going to say the first date is probably the the biggest, best story to tell based on what you're asking. Uh, so the first date was a complete disaster uh-huh. on my part. Oh, no. Chris was the innocent victim, unfortunately. So I had just gotten out of a two and a half year relationship a couple months prior, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ready to date again. Two and a um, half year relationship? Mm-hmm, yeah, we were engaged and everything. Thank. Oh my god! god wait, happen. really? Mm-hmm. It was the when I moved to Nebraska. That was my ex at the time. I and moved when did to you Nebraska, live in Nebraska for him again for like six months from in like two thousand nine, end of two thousand nine to like mid two thousand ten. So like six or seven right. months. Okay. Yeah. And then we were, I was there two thousand fourteen. Okay. But Michael was, was Michael there. was there, right? Yeah. 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 So we Dang. I moved there for him. And then after six, seven months, I was like, I can't. Like <laughs> it was the worst winter they had in like fifteen years. Hundred percent. Um I was <sighs> like, Do you want to change the scenery and you want to come back to California with me? And so we agreed to. And that lasted about another year and a half. So when we um broke up, I focused on me. I wasn't interested in dating, and um, but I also hadn't dated for two and a half years, so I didn't really know like how to date. Technology had changed. Right. Things were on our phones, you know. Now all these apps and some friends of mine were saying, "Hey, like you should, you know, get back into the dating scene. Like if you, you know, um, have you heard of this app called Grinder? Mm, <laughs> and, never heard of her. Mm, mm, and I'm <laughs> and I remember thinking that doesn't sound like a name of a dating app. That sounds. They're like, well, they're like it's a hookup app, but you can also find. You know, guys on there that aren't necessarily looking for that, right? That that thing, thing, that activity. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, fine. And so obviously, I got on. And I'm like, whoa, like this is this is a lot. Like the it's 
the grid and everything. And but I I had expanded my search and I had found Chris's um little grid or his little profile. His little grid. He, all of his <laughs> all of his profile or all of his photos he had clothes on. So that was a start. Oh. I mean, it was like yeah, a you get thirst like, trap. It's all torsos and everything else. Something more serious. Yes, he, he has clothes on in these. Yeah. Um, and we ended up chatting in. So I ended the relationship in like early June, and I started talking to Chris like end of August. So it's been it. like a yeah. few months. I also I just think it's amazing and crazy that we both happened to move to Nebraska for guys. For guys, yeah, Midwestern boys. Like that is insane. Yours worked out, which is I'm. <laughs> Right, but just like the odds <laughs> mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. who moves to Nebraska for a, a guy my family, from the West Coast. My friends were like, you're crazy. And for yeah. a second, uh, it was just like, I am I was over the whole California hustle and bustle, so shallow, so And I was so over Seattle, I feel that, yeah. Uh, I was like, I want to change the scenery. I was like, I know there's not going to be a beach. I know it's going to be flatlands, um, and it's going to be... N- completely opposite from what I was used to, but I was like, you know what? I'm ready for a change. Wholesome people. Yeah. And I, and I was, and I loved that person at the point, at that point in time in my life. So I was like, you know, I'll do it. Um, and so, yeah. So then we started talking and it actually took like two months for us to meet in person because yeah, Mm -hmm. our schedules were just always opposite. Um, or if I would go on to chat with him, he was not on and then vice versa. So it was always like playing telephone essentially. And then finally on October 9th, 2011, I um, drove out from where I was living. I was living in Temecula wine country at the mm-hmm. time. And I drove out to Encinitas, which was a, it's a little beachside town outside of Carlsbad. Oh, cute. Um, okay. North San Diego. And I'd never been there before. And we met at this Italian restaurant. And I remember I was really mm-hmm. nervous. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of drama going off behind the scenes. Somehow my ex found out that I was going on a <gasps> date and he was blowing up my phone the whole time I was driving there and I was just ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. I don't know why I didn't think just turn your phone off. It was just like, no, like stop calling me, right. leave me alone. So as, unfortunately from the moment we sat down for the date <laughs> to maybe the last 15 minutes before we got up, he was still calling, 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 it's calling. Like there are three people at this dinner. Leaving me like really <laughs> not so nice voicemails. I'm going to tell your parents about X, Y, Z, like all these like almost threats. And I'm like, what is happening? Definitely a breakdown. Yeah. And like, so yeah. I would excuse myself after like, say five said missed calls. It was just getting so much anxiety. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I have to. And he's like, no, no, like go ahead. But after like the third or fourth time, he was like, if you need to just go, you can just go. And I felt so bad. I was like, mm. um, and I remember I had left the last time I left, we ordered dessert. Um, and then when I came back, um, he had just the dessert had just went away and I was like oh like the dessert came you know trying to like bring the conversation back to him and I <laughs> and he's like yeah but you were gone so long I ate it and they just took the plate away this sounds like a nightmare it was a nightmare I was like it was all the signs pointing to why are you doing this you should not be dating right now this is not <laughs> this is not a thing and I felt really bad in the moment because obviously I'm not going to tell someone I just met oh my ex keeps calling yeah, me I blamed yeah. it on like family like my sister's having oh. this problem blah 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 like oh, i'm trying see, to fix it i was it. listening to this assuming that like you no like, he knew i want if i'm gonna ex. tell the story i'm gonna be honest 100 so yeah i wasn't like oh my ex is being crazy and like he'd be like red flags you know whatever i'm like mm-hmm. eh. so i remember crying at the end of the day and because he walked me to my car um and we said good night like there was no kiss of, of any kind i was not that was not 
going to happen. You were crying. I was crying. I was like, because I apologize. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is not me. And over the course of the next few days, we were still messaging and he was super polite and and open to <laughs> yeah and willing to still chat with me that's, i said please let good. me let's that's go on a sign. different date uh, a second date i promise like my phone i like i purposely yeah. leave my phone in, in the car this time you know <laughs> and so i can be present so you can know like who i am and all that kind of stuff and you know he's like okay fine and of course i chose his birthday i didn't realize it was his birthday I'm like how's how does next thursday sound he's like mm. that's actually my birthday i'm like would you be would you be willing to let me take you out on a date for your birthday and he's like yeah so, of course, at the time, he didn't know my financial situation. And I was, wouldn't say I was dirt poor, but I did not have a lot of money. Um, he chose a very nice restaurant because um, mm. he was very established. He had a great job. He's like, I'm not going to assume that you can't pay for XYZ dinner. Right. It wasn't like a Michelin star restaurant by any means, but it, it was it was pricier. Um, and I just remembered, I was like, oh, I have that amount in my checking account plus maybe $50 to last Jeez. me another week and a half. But I was like. I did it. I did it. I made it work. And I I also got him a, um, cause I wanted to prove to him that I was listening somewhat during the conversation. Mm-hmm. I got him a plaid Hollister button down okay. shirt. Okay. Cause he was very much into Hollister at the time. Southern California mm-hmm. Hollister shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's obsessed with the blue chapstick. So I got him a little three pack of that and he thought it was so cute. He's like, you did listen. Like, this is so sweet. That was adorable. Um, and that date was minus the expensive dinner part. The date was wonderful. Um, we went back to his place and chatted some more. We made out no sex. fireworks. Yeah, no, no sex. I'm not, I'm not that easy. Um, <laughs> and, but I remember staying until like one in the morning. Um, I didn't have work the next day. Right. He did. Okay. And he was like, oh my God, I'm going to be wrecked. Cause usually he goes to bed pretty early, but it was nice. We had conversation and in between conversations, we were, we were making out stuff. and having yeah. a good time. Uh, <laughs> and so after that, it was, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to see you again. Let's continue to get to know each other. And over the course of, months turned into years um the first full year of of us dating um so the following christmas i guess so a year and two months Mm -hmm. um on christmas morning he had a key hanging up in his christmas tree and he's like i have one more gift for you but you have to find it it's in the tree and i took me forever to find it and i finally found it and he's like he he took it from me and he he didn't get down on one knee but he was he was he was sitting on the couch and he said will you move in with me and it was just so beautiful and from the time i finally introduced him to my parents which was probably like four months into the relationship uh they fell in love they were like i mean he's perfect yeah yeah, he's pretty much like on paper in person he's so wonderful all of my friends all of my family were like brian he is exactly what you want don't fuck it up pretty much is what everyone said so uh, some of my friends who are very blunt they're like don't fuck it up brian i'm like oh god and my mom and dad were like, we basically said the same thing, but we didn't say fuck. <laughs> sorry. Said fuck so many times. Sorry. And then we dated for um, five years and we got married on the same day that we met. So October oh, 9th, 2011. Michael and I kind of tried to do that thing too. And then so five years later, October 9th, 2016 is when we got married so at a cute. winery. We both love wine. And by that point, we had traveled the world oh, together. Love and we love wine. Um, and so How we, much do you love wine? Uh, a lot. Like a lot, a like lot? Like a lot, a lot. Like uh, a... <laughs> a little bit? Like a double magnum a lot. Like I Whoa. love me some 
some good wines, oh, some I big ha- reds. I went to a restaurant once and somebody poured me like a glass of champagne from a double magnum. I don't oh. know. If, I, I don't know how many magnums it was. How do you mm. measure a magnum? It's so one magnum is two bottles. So du- know. double magnum is four bottles in, in one. Oh, okay. One. So this I, is probably I love like wine a, a lot. Uh, I won't drink all that by myself by any means, but I love wine. I think this was like a magnum times 10 oh. then. Oh, it was, oh, it was enormous. Mm. It was like as big as my torso. I've never seen one that big with champagne. Usually it's just with wine. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Sign me up. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So we got married um, on our five year anniversary. And then um, since then, it's been another seven, almost eight years. We've been together almost 13 years, which in gay years is like 100 years. <laughs> we always say it's like dog years. You times everything by every year by seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, as a lot of people know here on social media, we, we started our surrogacy journey family yep. um, in 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that was a decision that the two of us came together and talked about and we we wanted to have our own family. And so that's that's what we did. And here we are for almost four years later from when we started our journey. And we have two beautiful children that are going to be turning two in a matter of like ah! weeks. It's so crazy. If you want to hear the whole surrogacy story from Brian, um, that is from last season. We got an episode with Brian mm-hmm. and you went. Yeah, you told us everything. <laughs> it was great. It's a lot to unpack for that one too. It was Go check so it out. Much. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna talk about they're not quite two, but kind of like this almost toddler mm. age. You, you know, know them. Uh, how are things been going this last year? This last, I mean, it's changed so much since I was here last April to now, almost a year later. So much has changed in such a, a tremendous and positive way. I mean, right. Uh, at that young of an age, they were 13 months old. Wait, yeah, 13 months old. Um, they made changes on the weekly, if not, you know, day every, every few days. That's what I think is so exciting about having. Um, I mean, now in they are fully mobile, fully, for the most part, fully verbal. They're not speaking complete sentences, but they mm-hmm. know how to get a conversation across. Um, all of my hard work with um, teaching them signing when sign language when they were wow. really little. Oh yes, I love that. That's like helped more a lot with and more and please. And um, all done. Yeah, all done. Um, and then obviously, like when they were drinking out of bottles with milk, mm-hmm. and um, now trying to get into more words with like you know say thank you and learning how to. Uh, Michael share tried to teach me how to turns. say that too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't sign it or say it, so Thank you he won't get it from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, every day is an adventure. Um, and, you know, we we were big on routines very early on um, when they oh, were born. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Which they, were, they thrived upon. But as they get older, those routines um, definitely change, and you need to be able to adapt. You can't expect them to stay in the same routine for forever. For, forever. They, they're going to change, and you have to kind of go along with it. Um, and luckily, we, has, we still have a great support system um miss allison who is our uh, amazing nanny she's still with us and um i am just so grateful that we were connected with her and we have her guidance and we have her knowledge of not only being a nanny but also Mm -hmm. being a mom Mm -hmm. um and she was also a surrogate so like there's a lot of those great connections Mm -hmm. yeah and we have a great village within our family and now that we've kind of expanded our story on on socials we're getting a lot of um helpful um and um, constructive, you know, feedback Good, some tricks, yeah, from, from parents, especially if I ask for it. I'm like, please help, you know, friendly commentary only. Please don't, don't shame me. <laughs> I love uh, the like qualifier on that. <laughs> nice, nice, friendly, <laughs> yes, recommendations. Recommendations are welcome. 
are yeah. welcome. If not, please please refrain from from then leaving. Leave your comments to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and but everyone has been so gracious and so wonderful. And surprisingly, even though I'm learning everything and Chris is learning everything as we go day by day, by sharing our story and bringing visibility to our style of parenting, yeah. it has helped so many um, other parents out there, moms, 100%. dads, caretakers. We get messages and comments every day saying. We have been following you from the very beginning and our little one is like six months behind okay. and I've been trying to follow and, um, you know, use a lot of your recommendations or hacks that work for your babies yeah. that happen to work well for theirs. Obviously, every baby is different. So something that works for Brecken and London when they were really little doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for another baby. But right. when we do get those, I just that's that's what my where my heart is like, obviously my kids come first and our family and our unit, but like knowing that we're helping families wow, without even to, like, knowing. To have a community. Yeah. Of and people and to who, have that community yeah. is just so, so, so wonderful. And then to be able to look to them when I need that advice and I need the, that help. It's, it's been great when it's constructive, when and it's constructive. Friendly. Yes. <laughs> and for the most part, I we knock on wood. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I just, I, I love that we have to put qualifiers before yeah. things like that online because, you know, it's the internet. <laughs> it's the internet. There's yeah. a lot of things out there, a lot of people, a yes. lot of comments. Yeah, but luckily most, most, I would say 85, 90% of our, of our commentary and, and comments on, on socials is usually positive, which is Perfect. nice. We'll still Lovely. get the, the trolls and the hate when, especially when things go viral and whatnot. It's great in the beginning because it's the people that want to see it and then right. it keeps getting pushed out to people that don't want to see it and then that's when we get all the crazy trolls and whatnot oh, and that, that happens to me on youtube shorts ugh. especially i don't know what the youtube algorithm does but like i'm not even kidding like 90 percent of our comments are all like anti-lgbtq like it's insane i'm like just because there's two guys in this video i just i it's it's crazy i don't know what youtube is doing that's another, that's another beast, too. That's something that we want to try and tackle this year is to do shorts. Oh, yeah. A lot of people That'd have be been fun. asking. I know it's coming. We're trying, but please be patient. Well, just fair warning on the commentary <laughs> there. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot. Oh. It's interesting. It's just so different from like what you see on TikTok and Instagram. And it's not just us. There's a lot of profiles that get this kind of like horrible hate on YouTube. It's just weird. I don't mm. know like how, why it pushes it out to people who don't, who clearly do not want to see it. Ugh. And, and, and I mean, and honestly, it's like the algorithm is so smart. It's like, you must have watched something similar to this or mm -hmm. have searched for something similar well, for it to show. because they always comment this, yeah. these hateful things. It's like, it's why like, is this showing to me? I'm like, well, now you're, you're going to get it like <laughs> more because, yeah, you just left a comment on a video of two guys, you know, sharing their family. Like, and now you're going to get more because it thinks, oh, negative or positive, you're, you want to see this. And so that's really unfortunate. And I, and I do my best not to let that side of for social sure. media get to me because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a husband and I'm a father and I can't let that negativity eat me up because then it ruins my day it, it my my focus and my thought process is not in where yeah. it needs to be and i don't want that to be taken away from my kids so for me if i see something i automatically just like swipe past it i i usually don't delete it right. unless you don't, it's you don't really... have time for that yeah i just mm -mm. find it as like a missed opportunity almost because it's like that's not the audience that i would want my content to go to mm -hmm. that like they it's not necessary for them to see it no um i i don't it's think like, like them seeing two guys kissing or holding hands here is going to necessarily change their whole perspective but it's just like no come on serve it to the right audience exactly exactly <laughs> let's go algorithm yeah, oh my god so the next question i would ask was just what you with what's changed with the children's um what are things that you're noticing or what are things that you're working on right now with them um independence is a 
big um big change as mm-hmm. well as learning to like adjust and realize that they have a sibling even oh. though they've been together for so long i think now at this age they're realizing oh there is another small human with me even though they are my sibling um and i have to share and interact together with my with my dads and have to be just okay like this with that. conceptualization that there's other people outside mm-hmm. of themselves that yeah. are yeah. taking up time and space and resources and needs and yep, yeah. Yep. London in particular has been struggling with it the last maybe few weeks. She's gotten better because again, I had reached out to my community and said, Hey, like, what do you think this is about? Right. How can we make this better? Um, or what changes can I do? And, um, or recommendations can I do? And, um, I've been implementing some of those and they've been working, but Perfect. she, her, her biggest thing is, you know, She's my early riser. Uh-huh. So she always wakes up before Brecken. And so people are like, why don't you bring down Brecken first? I'm like, well, because he's still sleeping. And they used to sleep until eight. Now she's waking up till about 7.30. So mm-hmm. I would love to give Brecken that extra 30 minutes because he loves his sleep. For sure. Uh, and so I'll bring her down first. She has that one on time with me or Chris, depending on who, who gets her. Um, we make coffee together. She gets her water. We play and she has that time. But then when I know it's time to go get Brecken because he's woken up, whether that's 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, or the 30 minutes, um, she has had trouble processing that and wanting to be okay with now, okay, now brother needs to come down. Um, And so she's had quite a few meltdowns, Mm -hmm. um, pretty big meltdowns, uh, showing her that she's very displeased that I, one, have to go leave her to go retrieve him. Um, Or if I bring her with me, she's like, no, like, we're not going to his room kind oh, of thing. Wow. So yeah, that, that was in the beginning. Now things are getting a lot better to where I'm like, I have to involve her. I'm like, Hey, would you like, actually not, would you like to? Cause the, one of the things was not to offer her a question. If, Got it. if the answer is, if her answer is irrelevant, if, if it's going to be a yes or has to right. be a no. Yeah. It's like, if you're already doing something, mm-hmm. giving her the option yeah. is it's, setting her up for being yeah. upset that mm-hmm. you're doing that thing. Yeah, Cause I asked her and she said no, but then I went ahead and did it anyway. So that was something that I didn't realize I was even doing. So that was something that a lot of moms and parents brought to my attention. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so now it's like, Hey, I'm going to go upstairs and get, Brecken, he's woken up. Would do you want to come with me? Because then she can say no. And if not, then I'm like, okay, I have special toys here for you, or your special toys are here for you, so you can play while I go get Brecken. And if she chooses to be like, no, I want to come with, yeah. then that's great. That way, it makes it feel like she's in control and she's making those decisions that's for like herself. The dis- distraction mm-hmm. kind of and, thing. <laughs> and now it's really funny because a lot of people have commented that when I go get them from nap or wake them in the morning, I always knock. And it was something that I just started doing. I didn't even realize I was doing it. But a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I love that you do that now. So now when I bring London up with me to go get Brecken, say, let's knock on Brecken's door. And so she's like all excited. But instead of like the nice quiet that I do, she's like, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, oh, God, not not that hard. And then she's like, mama. And she calls him. She's like, mama, wake up. And Brecken's just kind of like, oh. I mean, he doesn't cry, but he's just kind of like, good morning to you, too, kind of thing. Um, and that's gotten better. They they love seeing each other through like the crib, their cribs and they have that little bit of that, of that interaction, and then we go back downstairs together, which is nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, love that. <laughs> Anything else with the toddlers um, right now? Food is a big thing. Food is ever changing. Things that they used to love eating, like especially mm. when they were when we were introducing solids and 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 actual food to them, not purees and things like that. Did you start with like pretty? crazy different foods to try to like expand their flavor profile early on or did you start with more simple things just to kind of like ease into it more simple okay. yeah i mean when we were moving away from not moving away when we were when we were introducing solids with like their formula yeah. um 
we started with like the little cereal stars, yep. like easy yep. stuff, the little yogurt bites. When they got um, a little older, we moved over to like uh, fruit. I can never say that together. We moved over to fruit, fruit purees. I can never say that. We moved <laughs> over to fruit pouches or purees. Yep. Um, um, that have like mixed fruits or like yeah. fruits and vegetables. I've actually and had a few of those. Oh, They're yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they do very, they still do very well on those. Uh, and then from there was like, we would start moving to like softer foods, like pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, eventually meats like, like, like pieces of sausage, you know, things like that. Um, things that Chris and I would make for ourselves and we would introduce that to them. I wouldn't necessarily make something special for them and something different for totally. Chris. Yeah. We wanted to always get them on the same page of like, this is what we're making. This is what we're eating. Yeah. So, and we're going to let you try it. Obviously, if it's, if it's something that they are just disgusted with, then yes, we might break and give them something separately. But for the most part, when we sit down for lunch or we sit down for dinner as a family, like this is lunch. And sometimes Brecken specifically, he's kind of like, mm, and he like, he like looks away yeah. and he doesn't want it. But then he realizes like, this is my lunch. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll just amazed. It. Like when I, I have a niece and uh, when she was real little, she just like eat a whole avocado. Oh, they love avocado. I mean, yeah. But, but it's weird. Again, some days they, they're in love with it and other days they are not like for a while we would make um, taco. We'd do taco night and we would mm-hmm. do like the ground beef with like the taco seasoning and all that stuff. We'd throw in like a, like chopped um, corn chips, like really t- small pieces, and then like a little bit of black beans and mix it up so it would get all soft. And when they were, I don't even know how old, but when we started introducing that to them, they loved it and they had it Got like it. once a week. And yeah. then after so many months, they were like, no I'm more taco. They were, yeah. So we're like, okay, they're not having taco meat for a while. <laughs> right. Um, their favorite foods now, London is obsessed with pasta. She calls it the Nunu's. The lo- Not even like macaroni. Like she wants the full, like when we go to Italian restaurant, she gets the she adult wants the tagliatelle bolognese pasta dish. And she will, I have to cut the noodles up and whatnot, but she'll eat about half of it of, oh of an adult God. portion. And wow. she loves it. Brecken, he doesn't like pasta so much. He loves pizza. Yeah. Um, which which is funny because oh, like Michael, used, Michael loves pizza too. Yeah. And, and Chris loves pizza. So it's like, huh, I love the pasta. So does Chris, but I love the pasta with London and, and Chris loves the pizza with Brecken. <laughs> How are their food preferences changed now then? So what, what, what's, what's like the difference now? So now that they've been introduced to other things like snack, Sna- which is oh, snack. Not like snack time. Yes. Yeah, snack time. Got it. Brecken. Anytime he's hungry, it could be, before breakfast, after breakfast, <laughs> before lunch, after lunch, whenever, anytime during the day when he wants food, he goes, Sh-, and he crinkles his face and he goes, snack. And he'll point to the pantry. He goes, snack, snack. Like and they have their own little baby pantry. And there's like, you know, crackers in there. There's fruit pouches. There's mm-hmm. goldfish. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, not, no goldfish. They're, it's terrible for the babies, whatever. But um, they love, they get them in small portions and small amounts. Um, things like that. They, they're obsessed. Um, but also, if I if, also love snack time, I mean, me too. Snack, 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 time. snack, snack yeah, time. that's his favorite thing. Um, and so with the routine, again, they come to expect it when they wake up from their nap, right? They come downstairs, we check their diapers, and if their diapers are great, then we move on to snack. And it's usually a pouch, an applesauce pouch for Brecken, and a prunes pouch for London, just to help keep her. Um, I don't want to say regular because she goes, mm-hmm. but sometimes her who her number twos are not super super um soft, so we help the prunes help her. And then from there, they get like their puffs, their goldfish, their fruit. We always give them like a mixture of stuff so they have it. And now that they're old enough, they're, they sit at their own little table and chairs. It's the cutest thing. We got it for Christmas and it's like their favorite, Cute. like new addition to their 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 supply of toys and things to, to, to sit and play on. 
Um, and yeah, it's 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 so lots of, lots of snacks, a lot of snacks. That's kind of like my nephews and nieces too. At least the ones that live in Oregon here, they love snack time, and that is that is mm-hmm. it. I, I think that's a hard battle um, when you're moving from very 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 little little tiny babies to uh, toddlers is getting to the snack time period where it's like, how can I get as much nutrition into these kids when they won't eat like mm-hmm. the healthy soft foods or the tiny 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 introductory foods mm-hmm. where you could feed them basically anything and they would just eat it mm-hmm. and now they're like no yep. no no i, I want that. i want pizza i want mm-hmm. freaking crackers and cookies and and all that that's yeah. so hard and that's another thing we still don't do and and there's no judgment to families who do it we we still have not really introduced sugar to them uh, <gasps> as far as yeah, pro- processed okay, sugar sweet so, awesome. so for their first good birthday thanks yeah yeah i because it's like once you start what that, about the grandparents have they <laughs> no that's like the hard part for me is like i could say we are not giving i mean i'm gonna try to hold sure. sugar off from our future kids as much as possible but i know my mom yeah is just going to i think like, when they're a certain age and they go to grandma and grandpa's for the weekend yeah all those rules go out the window uh-huh, for please sure. keep them safe obviously i would love for them to be able to brush their teeth but you're on grandma and grandpa time and and you get to spoil and have fun but like in our home like when my parents because my parents currently live with us right they know oh, yeah, that okay. if they watch them for chris and i to go out on a date or something they know like no sweets but um, and they obey <laughs> and they obey yeah and they obey and, i mean because they, they go by your rules they Good. still have them they're like we don't want to give them sugar and then still have to not deal with them but still have to have, yeah. be with them for the next couple of hours and see this like monster totally. come out <laughs> it's a different dynamic when they when they live with you yeah yeah, yeah. so we're sense. trying to keep the sugar to a minimum i mean they had they get they get a lot of natural sugar with all the fruit that they eat mm-hmm. and stuff stuff for like sure. that and for their birthday they had birthday cake London didn't really didn't want any of it. Brecken like had a bite and that was it. Yeah. So for this year, they'll get another cake for their second birthday. But that's right. really the only time that they get the processed the process, sugar. Yeah. yeah. They don't have, we don't give them juice, which some people might, might be like, well, like that's mostly natural. I'm like, if you can find the all natural stuff. Right, right, right. But for them, they love their milk, which I know has sugar in it. And they love waters. Yeah, I'm on the same train. Like I'm going to try to hold off on processed sugars as long as possible mm-hmm. with our kids. And I want to feed them those nice sweet potatoes avocados (laughs) healthy foods Mm -hmm. all that yeah okay let's get to q a yay okay awesome oh there's some well thought out questions here i love this i also (laughs) feel like you know i'm like going into your dms but not (laughs) these are just just questions but i got your phone okay kayla michelle 15 asks what made you start sharing your life online oh that is a good question yeah even before kids I was sharing Chris and I's travels, our marriage, our relationship online, just just for fun. I think I had my own Instagram account for the longest time. And I will clarify, Chris is not into social media. He doesn't have Instagram anymore. I mean, he still has it, but he doesn't go on. So it's all mostly me. Right. But um, originally, it was just to kind of bring more visibility to same-sex couples, LGBTQ yeah. community, whatever. And then um, when we started our surrogacy journey, I had wished and wished that there were more resources out there and real couples out there that had gone through it that I could have looked to for advice and asked mm-hmm. questions. There are some now that I've, that I've met, but before not really. Um, totally. and, and surrogacy was still kind of like a, uh, had a certain stigma for a lot of people mm-hmm. that, especially those that didn't really understand it. IVF always has like this negative stigma. Like people are broken. Oh gosh. Like I right. wanted to bring more light to that of like yes. the success of it and, and how it helps families that, look like us and don't look like us i feel like um, you know we're on the same path still yeah, yeah trying to like bring visibility to it yeah bring visibility absolutely and then um another thing i wanted to bring more visibility to was was parenting from a father's perspective you know a lot of um blogs and 
social media um, accounts that focus on family, a lot of it is the mom that that mm-hmm. that that is running and running it and and managing that whole storyline. Which I mean, great and and uh, as as she should. I mean, she <laughs> she's creating them in yeah. her womb and carrying them and going through the whole pregnancy and all that. But there wasn't a lot of representation in my mind from from the dad side. And I just wanted to kind of show more of like this is how us dads are raising our twins. Yeah, we're we're gay dads, but like at the end of the day, we're still just fathers and I, yeah and I, the, our sexual orientation doesn't doesn't matter like uh, love and and kindness and you know um keeping our kids safe and wanting the best for them should be a common denominator for all parents i hear that you know? a lot like in the content world from creators of, of the why did you start creating content and sharing these things online yeah. and really it's just what you said like the representation that's huge i think that's one of the biggest reasons that people do post online and share things because it's kind of like you it doesn't necessarily have to be a demographic but it can be a different perspective and they want those perspectives to be represented online the other aspect of it i think is just the ability to share and be seen and to relate with people i think that community aspect of it um at least for me that's why i started social media like i wanted to connect with people i wanted to really feel like what was happening in my life was um, that I had others to relate to, I guess, or, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I wasn't alone in my experience. Yep. So I, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. And I, and I will say like, it's been such a wonderful journey seeing um, the responses and the reactions from you know, positive reactions, obviously um, from people around the world who have said, Oh my God, you give us hope, you know, here in my state here in the United States, surrogacy is still illegal it's not allowed mm, or mm-hmm. um gay marriage is still not allowed in said country you know and you seeing you and your husband share your life gives me hope to want to try either to hopefully get it past where they live or to be able to get out and find yeah. and have a life where they can be themselves and and not be put in put in jail or you know even worse be put to death um which is really really sad and unfortunate it just it just breaks my heart but um the people that say you've brought us so much hope like the other day um i got a a, a message from uh, a mom and she's like i've been following you guys for since before the babies were born so like during the surrogacy journey and at that point she said in her comment or in her message said we had our uh, another miscarriage and mm. we were um devastated by it and it was we were heartbroken and it was something that really um, took a toll on her emotionally yeah. and physically. And I think she, she had at one point had said, I think we were, we were done trying. I just, I just didn't think I had any more in me, any more strength in me to carry on and to do it again. And she's like, seeing your journey and your joy of being this parent. She's like, that's what I, I, I want for me. And so she's like, your, um, your storytelling um, gave me the strength to say, you know what, let's keep going. And her and her husband conceived and ha- and now have a very very healthy baby. Um, probably not baby anymore, but um, it that's amazing, wonderful, yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah, wow, no, that's powerful, real yeah. change, like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and you don't know that you're doing that. You're just you're just being you, and it goes to show that what you put out online makes a real impact on people. Mm-hmm. And I I don't see that either as far as like what we put out online. Um, <laughs> I hope we make an impact, <laughs> but you never know it until you actually like read it or hear about it. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do another question. Yay. Sure. Sure. Oh, I was also going to say, I love that. Uh, we kind of know each other from years before surrogacy mm-hmm. in the sense of like, 
2019. And we were talking about this last night and it was like early Instagram. I'm like, that's not early Instagram, <laughs> but it's like uh, kind of kind this of. period of where a lot of gay couples started to share and post more. I yep. maybe, I guess when I'm looking at this retroactively, I'm like, mm, is that the period that had like, you know, internet has different flavors at different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, 2019, we just knew a lot of gay couples online and there started to become this like big community of gay yeah. couples sharing things. And now a lot of them are having babies and I just love to see it. So much has changed. I mean, like that, what is it? That's six, five, six years ago, seven years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. So much has changed. Time since then. flies. Absolutely. All right. Next question. Allison and Davies 1A asks, what's your favorite thing about raising twins? Favorite thing about raising twins? I think the fact that we have two beautiful little munchkins running around our house um, and seeing them develop on their own and becoming, you know, independent and becoming their own person, even though they're always together, brings me so much joy. And Mm. also just seeing all of the things that we've been trying to teach them be kind. Um, Obviously they're really little, but still like all of those things that we're trying to instill early on and to see that progress made is really, really, really um, wonderful to watch. I think one of my favorite moments every day is when I get to wake them up or or if Chris gets to wake them up in the morning because it's we're the first and the last person that they mm-hmm. see every single day. Um, so to wake them up and just to have them like see us come through the door and then we make eye contact and we have just that precious. smile and they're just they're just so joyful to be like, <gasps> yeah, that does here, you know, and oh. then just doing get, and then getting into the whole routine from there of like taking off her sleep bag, um, changing their diaper, making them breakfast, you know, doing all those like little things it brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> Okay, we'll do one more question. This one is from Denise Maman. And she asks, how do you keep it together as a stay-at-home dad? Well, I don't always keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely try my best. And I always like really to make answer. sure. Yeah. I always make try to make sure that I that I voice that to people. Because when they see someone like me on social media, they think that I'm a perfect parent, that I'm always on, that I never need a time not a timeout that I never need a, 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 a break or a break or a tap out downtime or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, really it's day by day. And I have to remind myself like we're, we're, we're in our thirties. We're full grown adult adults. Our brains are fully developed. And my kids, even though they may be responsive and they may seem like they understand what I'm saying and we can, and we can communicate well, they're toddlers. Yeah. And I have, I have to remind myself, give them grace, give, have that patience when you're frustrated because they're doing something when they look right at you and you're like, please don't do that. And, and you know that they understand, but they, they do it anyway. You know, again, it, I do that with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like things don't change. AKA testing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, day by day and I give myself grace and I'm, I also have an amazing partner. Um, mm-hmm. Chris is such an amazing husband, but he's an even more amazing father and he knows that when I'm home, even if it's a good day, it's still exhausting and yeah. both physically and mentally. So when he gets home, he's like, hey, like I haven't seen them all day. To help. Let me yeah. let me go upstairs and change That's real important. fast. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And then let's be together. Or if you need 30 minutes to just kind of like decompress. go upstairs and decompress yeah. and whatnot, we you can do that. And I love that I have that support. Like today, like I am I am the stay-at-home dad, stay-at-home working dad, I guess now too. Um, but I'm here. But traveling. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. traveling and I'm not at work. And I have a partner again, Chris. He's home with the babes and he's he's got it covered. Um, you know, 
a lot of people think like because they don't see him much they're like oh like like how does he do with the kids do do they prefer you over him you know things like that he does so 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 well i would say his patience level is even greater than mine which a lot of people are like really like like that's oh michael's patience level is way above mine you're already so patient like he's even bigger and (laughs) like more patient i was like yes 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 but um but he's so capable of doing it. Yeah. And I, it, it took a little bit of time, but I had to let let go, especially mm-hmm. when I would be gone like now, to let him. He's there. He's present with the he's kids. Doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Let him do his thing. And I think sometimes that happens in relationships, you know, between husband, wife, 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 husband, husband. Where, it's just like a conscious decision that you're yeah. like, I'm going to let go of this control yeah. and just like. Because the control is hard, especially when you have mm-hmm. it majority of the time and you want things done a certain way um, or that you would do this for Brecken or London, or you wouldn't give this to like those things. You have to just like and just let him or her have that opportunity. <laughs> you keep talking about these things about babies, and I keep referring to it. I, I keep thinking of it in my mind. I'm like, this is the same thing with the relationship. I you mean, know? I'm sure, I'm sure there's right? there's similarities to it. Is <laughs> to like, relationships. Oh, maybe I should do this with Michael. I need to have more patience with Michael. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, patience is def is definitely a key. I should piece. give him more freedom. Let him yeah. do what he wants. I can't have control all the time. If he wants to put the dishes on the top shelf so I can't reach them, then let him do it. Was it when I was here last time? He put the the barbecue tongs away somewhere. Oh my god, I remember that. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, he "Put him." Remember, he put him over by the door. Who puts who puts grill tongs on the floor by the door? They in a case, in, and, and yeah, as they go by the grill, or they go in the special and like specific say door. that's where they belong. I'm like, they don't go in a random spot on the floor in the living room. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> We're going to put them out on the grill, like. In a safe place. Place, yeah. Or they'll go in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chris says to me, especially when we're getting into, not a heated argument, but we're, it's about something with the kids or just us. He's like, remember, pick your battles. Like they're like <laughs> the whole thing with the tongues thing. Like, even though it was like crazy nonsense to you, it's like, I need to let that go. Like it's pick my battles. Like pick that's, your battles. it's fine. There's bigger, bigger things I need to, I need to worry oh, or stress about. I got that <laughs> advice when I got married too, but <laughs> pick your battles. I pick all of them. You pick all of them. Yeah. I pick all of the battles. Every incident's a battle. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on and sharing all oh. of this. I feel like we just learned a lot. I'm so happy to be back. It was, was so great catching up with both of you guys. And I'm so happy that we can continue to share our story and, and talk it out and all that. So. Thanks for being like our first guest of season two. Yay! Yay! And it's in person. It Score. is. Love it. Okay. <laughs> well, where can people find you? You can find us on Instagram at Brian and Chris. It's Brian dot and dot Chris. And then on TikTok and Facebook, it's it's Brian and Chris. No um, punctuation, just yeah. all letters. So. Love that. We did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Michael. Mike. I think actually that's where I got the inspiration from because I saw how you guys Woo. did your handle. I was like, oh, I like that because for some reason Brian and Chris was already taken. So I was like, I'm, sure I'm going to do yeah. it's Brian and Chris. Yeah, like same. Michael like the Michael and Matt. But I couldn't do Michael and Matt on Facebook. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's Michael and Matt. Yeah. I think I got that from someone else too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Who's Your Daddy podcast. Um, You can find us on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and all those places. The link is down in our description. Also, if you'd like, you can leave us a review, a rating. We love that. It's super helpful. It helps us get our podcast to the right ears. Help that algorithm work, you know? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe. And subscribe. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) You Love it. Okay. So Michael's not here. So I'm going to need your help, Brian, to close this out. All right. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Three, two, one. 
Daddy's out. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.